Let's stand and we'll pray and get into the Word tonight. Holy Father, we thank you for that unction from the Holy One that abides in us. We thank you for that anointing in us. Father, we thank you for that, but we also ask for that anointing upon we ask that the hand of the Lord would come upon me and anoint me to preach with the power and with the accuracy only the Spirit of Almighty God can bring. Father, we ask you this night that not only you'll give me the anointing, but you'll open every ear and every heart to receive the engrafted word of Almighty God. Father, I thank you this night that as the word goes forth, it will go forth in the power of God and that it'll go forth in the accuracy whereby you can anoint and even cause miracles to take place. And Father, we'll give you the honor. We'll give our Lord Jesus all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And be seated. Turn with me to the 12th chapter of the book of Matthew. On Wednesday nights we've been studying on healing and we've been going through the testimonies of healings that took place in Jesus' ministry. The testimonies of healings that took place in Jesus' ministry. And we found out in Jesus' ministry that there was 19 cases of healing recorded in Jesus' earthly ministry. Uh, in these 19 cases, there's every single thing that, that needs to be brought forth by the Holy Ghost, no matter what kind of a position you're in, no matter your age in the Lord, no matter where you're at with the Lord, whether you're a heathen, whether you're saved, blessed be God, there's still healing for you. Praise be unto God. And every case, you know, it covers a certain area of healing. We found out that 12 out of these 19 cases of healings that the Holy Ghost saw fit to record that the faith of the individual was brought out. Twelve out of 19 cases, the faith of the individuals brought out. The reason this is so important is this. If their faith would get them healed, bless God, yours will more so get you healed. Amen? Because those people that Jesus ministered to were not even born-again people. They did not have the faith of God on the inside of them. Jesus never preached to a Christian. Are you listening to me? Jesus never preached to a Christian. Christendom, they received everything they had on credit, so to speak. Uh, Jesus provided the new birth when he was raised from the dead. Amen? So not until he was raised from the dead. Do you remember it said Jesus was the firstborn from the dead? The firstborn. Those after him were born again. So now when you're born again, he said, by grace was you saved through faith and that not of yourselves is the gift of God. Amen? So he said, by grace was you saved through this faith. See? He said, he has given every man among us the measure of faith. So faith belongs to the individual. And to make it a little more amplified, in Galatians 2.20, he said, I am or I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Now, it's not I that lives, but it is Christ that liveth in me and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Hallelujah. Blessed be God. So you've got the Jesus kind of faith on the inside of you. You're way ahead of what we're talking about in the Gospels. Praise God. How many of you know it's a difference in faith in the Gospels and a faith in the, in, in the epistles? Amen. Huh? How many of you know that's talking about two different kinds of faith? Amen. Praise the Lord. So we're going to look at tonight two of the cases of healing in Jesus' ministry. One of them was when he would heal multitudes, whole multitudes. And another one we're going to look at is, is the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. Oh, hallelujah. I think sometimes the reason he healed her where he, she wouldn't have to come live with him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Matthew, the 12th chapter. Look in the 14th verse. It 
Matthew 12 and, and 14. said, Then the Pharisees went out and held a council against him, how they might destroy him. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. Heal them all. Blessed be God. Now that's a powerful statement. That's a powerful meeting right there that he had. Amen? I mean, this is a powerful thing. When Jesus could get everybody there healed, amen? Oh, I've, I've been in very few meetings where everybody sick would get healed. That's a powerful meeting. Praise God. And we know Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But he said when Jesus knew it, you know, they... they, they disagreed with him, took counsel that they might destroy him, said when he knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. Praise God. Three things took place in this. First of all, first of all, it said, you can look up, uh, up above that, uh, before he left, 13th verse, then said he to the man, Stretch forth thy hand, and he stretched forth his hand, and it was restored whole, like as the others. The first thing that this multitude, they had saw and heard a miracle. They had saw this miracle take place. They had heard what Jesus had done, praise God. And when they heard it, what did they do? They followed Jesus. They followed Jesus. Praise God. They would not give up, folks. They wouldn't give up. It's something about following Jesus, not giving up, not taking no for an answer, not being, a, uh, being discouraged, but looking full in the face of failure and saying, I don't care what it looks like. Blessed be God. I know that Jesus Christ will heal me. Praise God. And not giving up will bring the healing power of God on the scene. So they wouldn't give up. They followed him. They followed him. Praise God. What happened when they followed him? He healed them all. Blessed be God. How many of you know all of them trusted Jesus? Huh? All people could trust him. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So we see in this case with this multitude here, uh, they followed him. They heard about him. They saw the miracles. It's something about seeing a miracle. It's something about seeing the supernatural power of God that will cause something to go off in your heart that cannot be denied, folks. Blessed be God. Oh, hallelujah. When, when you see a miracle of God, that is God's advertising program that says Jesus Christ is alive, that he's raised from the dead that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that he's still in the healing business and that he still has the mercy of Almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Flip over to Luke, the sixth chapter. Luke, the sixth chapter, in the 17th verse. He said, and he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people. Now this is a bigger group than it was in the last one. Said a great multitude of people out of Judea, Jerusalem, and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear and to be healed of their diseases. Amen. And they were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. For there went virtue out of him and healed them all. Blessed be God. Oh, hallelujah. There's another case where the whole multitude got healed. All of them got healed. Now, there's a key to this thing. Now, someone said, well, the key is Jesus being there. No, that's not it. That's not it, folks. How many of you know where two or three of you is gathered together? Jesus is right in the big middle of it. Huh? If the word of God's being preached, Jesus is the word. He said he sent his word and healed them. Blessed be God. So it's, the key is not just Jesus being there. Because Jesus was there in a lot of other places and they weren't all healed. And he was there in some places and he couldn't get any of them healed. 
Well, why did these get healed? It says a great multitude of them, 17th verse, great multitude came out of Judea and Jerusalem and the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear and to be healed of their diseases. They came for what? They came to hear and be healed. Amen. They came. They came. The key is that they came for two things. You know, a lot of times people are sick and you can't get them to come. Do you know that? A lot of times people are sick and I've had them say, well, I'm too sick to come. Well, you know, you could go get those people and bring them and it wouldn't do any good. Are you listening to me? Well, you know, if I, you know, if I can just get them there, well, you can drag them there, something like that. But they've got to be moved. They've got to want to come. They've got to want to come. They've got to be like these folks. I'm going to hear something. But not only am I going to hear, I'm going to be healed. Hallelujah. They came to be here and be healed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. They didn't come just to hear. Well, I'm going to go hear what he has to say. No, they didn't do that. They said they came to hear and be healed. You can just leave out the hearing part. They came to be healed. They came to be healed. They came to be healed. What else did they do? They came to hear first and be healed. They came, but they came to be healed. They came, they knew something, that he was telling about something, and every time those people believed what he said, they received what he preached. Praise God, praise God. So the key is they came, and they came for a purpose. They came to hear and be healed. Not just to hear, and not just to see Jesus, and they didn't come just to touch Jesus. Amen? 19th verse there said, The whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him and healed them all. Well, how come virtue was coming out of him? Did he just walk around and something going out of him all the time? Did he just walk around and just everybody touch him and he did uh, No, that didn't work that way. Are you listening to me? It didn't come like that. It was a menu and touched Jesus and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing whatsoever. When they came expecting to be healed and the touch of faith and they released their faith, blessed be God, when they touched him, that caused the faith and this supernatural power of God that was in Jesus Christ to be activated. It made a demand on that power of Almighty God and it activated that and it would flow out of him. A lot of times people would touch him and nobody get healed. But these folks, every one of them, they came to hear and be healed. I mean, they came to hear this thing, and they came to be healed. He said the whole multitude sought to touch him. All of them wanted to touch him. All of them wanted to touch him. Praise God. For they went virtue out of him, or healing power out of him, or power out of him, to heal them all. And he healed all of them. Praise be unto God. Uh, Turn back over to the fourth chapter of, of Matthew, 23rd verse. The fourth chapter and the 23rd verse. It said, Jesus went about all, their all, all of Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness, all manner of diseases among the people, and his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those that were lunatic, and praise God, hallelujah, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, we see right here that, that in, in this passage that Jesus went about teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. How many of you know healing is included in the gospel? Healing is in the gospel because he said he preached the kingdom, of, uh, uh, preached the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now we do see this. 
that when they would receive Jesus' teaching, when they would receive his preaching, what he preached, they would receive their healing. Now, it was cases where uh, they, wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't receive. They just wouldn't receive what he preached. And they wouldn't receive what, what he taught. And when he could, they wouldn't receive it, they didn't re- uh, when they wouldn't receive what he taught, they wouldn't receive the healing power of God either. Look in the ninth chapter there of Matthew, 35th verse. Or 9.35 said, Jesus went about all the cities and villages doing what? Teaching in their synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Blessed be God. Now this whole multitudes of people and he would get them all healed. Why would he get them all healed? Because they would receive what he is teaching and preaching. Now if you don't receive what he teaches and preaches, you can't receive your healing. Amen? As he would teach, faith would arise in their heart. Faith comes when the word comes. The minute the light goes off in your heart, faith is automatic. The minute you see what is preached, faith is there. Faith is there. Faith is there. If faith isn't some kind of mystical something that, uh, 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 oh, if I could just get a hold to it, I could get my healing. Faith just is automatic when the word comes. Faith and the word, knowledge of the word are concomitants. They come at the same time. The minute the word comes, faith is automatic. It's there. Praise the Lord. All right, look back up um, one verse there, 34th verse. It said, but the Pharisees said he cast out devils through the prince of the devil. See, they couldn't receive anything. They didn't receive what he taught and preached. He cast out a devil... Uh, this fellow was dumb and was possessed with the devil. He cast him out and they didn't receive it. Those religious folks didn't like what he did. Well, he couldn't help them. He couldn't get anything done there. Amen? When they did not receive his teaching and preaching, they wasn't set free. So, But where they did receive it and where they received his teaching and preaching, they received the healing virtue of God. Praise God. Turn with me to Matthew, I mean Mark, the sixth chapter. Mark, the sixth chapter, first verse. He said, And he went out from thence and came into his own country. And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in their synagogues. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hand? Is not this the carpenter's son of... This the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? They were offended at him. They got offended at what he preached. That's not what we believe over at our church. We don't preach along those lines. We don't believe that. Fourth verse said, Jesus said unto them, A prophet is without honor, but in his own country and is among his own kin and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty works. Save he laid his hands on a few sickly folks and healed them, and he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went around about the village teaching. All right, here in this place, there was multitudes following him. The same account is over there in Luke 4.18. You know what he preached? He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent me to set the captives free, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That was his sermon there in his hometown. They wouldn't believe what he said. They wouldn't believe it. So he said there, He could there do no mighty works. When a person receives the word of God, faith is automatic. Faith believes and receives. Faith believes and receives with gladness. But unbelief, you know what unbelief does? Unbelief, when unbelief's there, it's strife and confusion there. 
It's strife and confusion. They got a bunch of confusion about this. Well, I ain't this old. Uh, I know his daddy. I know his mother. I even know his sisters. Is his brother still uh, around town here? Who is this fellow think he is? And just kill They did not believe, even though the mighty works were wrought by his hand. They had saw them. They even challenged him. They said, let's see you do the works that you done over there in Capernaum. And he said he could there do no mighty works because of their unbelief. See, a lot of people think this. Jesus went about, you know, as a kid, I'd see those pictures with a, a halos, you know, around Jesus' head. And I thought, well, anybody ought to know that as a son of God. Anybody walk around with that on them, you know. But that wasn't the way it was. They drew that on him because there was something coming out of Jesus. There was something that would flow out of him and it would affect the healing in people's bodies. Well... The same thing was flowing out of his body right there at Nazareth in his hometown, and he could there get, do no mighty works, couldn't get any of them healed. Didn't get any of them healed. There's a few sickly folks. One translation said with minor ailments, he got a little that done, but there was no mighty works done. He couldn't do any mighty works because of their unbelief. Unbelief stops the power of God. Unbelief. Does. Listen, folks. There's no such thing as an unbelieving believer. You're a believer. You are a believer. When the minute you get born again, you know the early church, what they's called, they's called believers. They was called believers. That's what we are. Praise God. You know, they knew that, that something was flowing out of him, but just because people touched him did not make this stuff come out of him. Look back in the fifth chapter there uh, of uh, Mark, 25th verse, talks about a certain woman. Had an issue of blood 12 years. Suffered many things of many physicians, nothing better, but rather grew worse. Now she is a terminal case. She's fixing to die. But something happened. Now, now let's, let's kind of look at this just a minute. We saw a while ago that, that, uh, that these multitudes of folks came and followed him and they sought to touch him and all that touched, every single one that touched him got healed. All of them got healed. Now listen at this, 24th verse. 5, 24. Jesus went uh, with him, talking about Jairus, and much people followed him and thronged him. How I many of you know what thronging means? Just pressing up against him. Pressing up against him. Look in the 27th verse. Said when G and when she had heard of Jesus came in the press, 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 press. Look in the thirtieth verse. And Jesus immediately knowing it in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press, in the press, in the press. Thirty-first verse. It said, and his disciples said unto him, Seest thou the multitude thronging him? After this woman had touched him, he turned about. He said, Who touched me? Man, his disciples said, you see the multitude thronging you? The, you see the press? Press is mentioned three times. Thronging you, they just packing in against him. Many one touched him, reached out just to say, I've touched Jesus, I've touched him, but it didn't do any good. Everyone there, you can check the whole record. None of them got healed but this woman with the issue of blood because she reached out with a hand of faith and touched him. Praise God. She said, if I'm able to touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. Praise God. And when she reached out and touched him, others touched him. If it was just something flowing out of him all the time, if you could just touch Jesus and get healed, a lot of folks say, oh, if I could just touch Jesus, I'd get healed. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. They touched him and didn't get healed. Amen? Well, what is it? It is the touch of faith. It is the touch of faith that activates that supernatural power on the inside of our Lord. Amen? Praise God. It took the, the, the uh, touch of faith. Look there in the 34th verse. And he said unto this woman, he said, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith. He didn't say because I'm the Son of God. Did not say because I've got the healing power in me. He said, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Praise God. It was not just touching Jesus that got her healed. I want you to get, get that across tonight. Because 
You can see about them all pressing in, all touching them, all thronging him. Everybody touched him. He said, who touched me? And, and his disciples said, Master, the multitude is touching you. All of them's touching you. What do you mean? You know, it's kind of like a joke. What do you mean? Uh, who touched you? Blessed be God. And she, fearing and trembling, fell down before him and told it all. Hallelujah. Praise God. The touch, just touching Jesus will not get you healed. Do you understand that? It is the touch of faith that activates the power of God. It's proven right there. She touched him, uh, uh, activated the power of God. He said, who touched me? The disciples said, well, everybody's touching you. They're pressing up against you. You can read the whole account. No one else got a healing but her. See, well, what are you saying? What are you say? I'm saying that your faith and what you believe in your heart, that which moves you from the inside, that's what's going to get you healed. What you believe with all your heart, that blessed be God, my God is a healing God. My God is a merciful God. My God wants me healed. Blessed be God. And when I pray, blessed be God, my God's going to heal me. That's when faith is released. Hallelujah. Praise God. Turn with me back to the 14th chapter of Matthew. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Look in the 35th verse. All right, 35th verse. It said, And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all the country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Praise God. Well, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, they're over in this other crowd, they was touching him, they were strong in him, they was pressing against him, all these things, but they didn't receive any healing, nothing but the woman with the issue of blood. He said to her, your faith done it, your faith done it. Well, how do you know her faith done it? For she said, you could hear what come out of her mouth. She said, if I may but touch the Emma's garment, I shall be whole. Now, you can't just run around and try to imitate what she said. Are you listening to me? You can't just run around and say, well... Uh, if I can touch him as garment, I shall be whole. You can run around and say that till your tongue falls off and it won't do you any good. You've got to say something that you believe in your heart. You've got to be moved with all your being. I believe this with all my heart. That's when, that's when what you say is what will come to pass in your life. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, in this case over here, all of them that touched him, says, as many as touched him were made perfectly whole. The crowd with the issue, one with the issue of blood, she is the only one, the rest of them has touched him, but they didn't do any good. So just touching Jesus ain't, ain't the answer, is it? Huh? But then this, well, why come it worked for this multitude and didn't work for that multitude over there? Now, what's the difference? Huh? What's the difference? Well, let's read it again. 35th verse, and when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out unto all the country round about and brought. Why did they bring them? Why did they bring them? What did they bring them for? Well, they brought them over to see if anything be done for them. Well, if maybe somehow, some way, maybe Jesus would pass by. Or maybe Jesus would come by and say a good word over them. Maybe he has a prophecy for him or something. Are you listening to me? No. Why did, why did they bring him? The end results down there says many has touched him. They brought him where he could, they could touch him. They come with a purpose to touch him. They came with this purpose. Are you seeing the difference? They came with a purpose and they said, if you'll bring me over there and touch the hem of his garment, blessed be God, I'll be whole. Hallelujah. If I can just touch him, praise God. Amen. There is a difference in just touching Jesus and touching him with the touch of faith. Amen? Praise God. First of all, this multitude here said when they had knowledge of him, they heard about him, they had knowledge of him, they brought 
The sick because of what they had knowledge of. When the knowledge of the Word of God comes to you, faith is automatic. They brought them because they believed if they touched them. See, over there, the one with issue of blood, they was touching, pressing on him, they was following him, they was going everywhere with him, none of them got healed but the one with the issue of blood. But these people right here, they came expecting something. How you know? Because they brought them. How many folks you know will let you bring them from all over the country and told them and everything else? You can call folks and say, well, uh, we're having a healing service over the church. Uh, you want me to come get you? Well, not, you know, not until I'm able. I'll have to wait till I'm able. I ain't in no shape right now, to, you know. Well, that's when you need to come and get your healing. Well, I'm too sick to come to church now. Lady called one day and she said, uh, will you go see a, a little, little girl in the hospital? I said, said, they can't find out what's wrong with her. Will you go pray for her? I said, I sure will. If you have her mother to call me and tell me, tell her, tell me she wants me to come, I sure will. said, oh, she wants you to come. I said, will you call her and have her to call me? She called back in a little while and she said, well, her daughter's too sick to have company. Well, it wouldn't have done no good for me to go up there. It wouldn't done no more. It wouldn't done any more good if Jesus Christ walked into the room. Are you listening to me? Had a friend who had, had, had been uh, bed fast for many months, paralyzed. Jesus Christ appeared at the foot of her bed and said, "Get up, you're healed." She jumped up out of the out of the bed and stood up. Jesus done a little dance jig at the end of the end of the uh, bed, and she got up. And she stood up and she finally came to herself. She said, Why, well, I can't walk and fell flat on the floor. Had to help her back up. Well, Jesus couldn't get her healed. Do you understand what I'm talking about tonight? We're talking about the touch of faith, believing and trusting in Jesus Christ with all your heart, casting everything else aside and saying, I'm going to get what Jesus has bought and paid for. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. All right, this multitude here, they heard, they had the knowledge of them, they brought. Because of what they heard, they came. They believed if they touched him. How you know? Because they sought to touch him. Said, as many as touched him. See? Besought that they might only touch him. They besought to touch him. They besought to touch him. They knew if they touched him that they could get their healing. Others came touching him, seeing what had happened. Well, I'd like to touch him. Why don't you pray for me, uh, you know? I'd like to be prayed for. Well, what will happen if I pray for you, dear sister? Well, I hope I'll be healed. Well, you won't. You won't. I just, you know, I, I, you know I, 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 a lot of times I ask people in the prayer line, I said, will you be healed when I pray for you? Well, I sure hope so. Well, I, you know, I, ha I try to be as kind as I can to them and sweet and nice. And I, you know, I'll go ahead and lay hands on, go on, you know. But they won't. They won't be healed. And then they go away confused. And they say, well, why wasn't I healed? And that lady right by me was healed. Why didn't God heal me? I've been serving him 50 years. Why, she ain't been saved but three weeks. Are you listening to me? These folks heard and they brought, they brought, they brought them. They brought them. Didn't say they had them tied up and, and drug them all the way there. And they was fighting every step of the way. Didn't say anything about that. Said, man, they came brought. What? They brought them there and sought to touch him. See? Praise God. Well, I'm going to make you go to church tonight and get your healing. No, you're not. No, you're not. If you're not moved from your heart and believe with all your heart, you ain't going to get nothing. How many of you know our Lord requires faith, requires you to believe for him? Praise God, praise God. All right, we see in some of Jesus' services, say all of them got healed, amen? I mean, they brought all of them and touched him, got healed, every one of them. Uh, Mark, the first chapter, and the 31st verse, it said many of them were healed. Didn't say all of them got healed over in that service. So in some places, it say all of them got healed. Some places it'd say some of them got healed. Some of them it'd say many got healed. Other places it said none of them. And there he could do no mighty works. But I'll tell you one thing. All of them that came in faith were healed. Praise God. All of them that touched the hem of his garment in faith were healed. Praise God. Praise God. Turn with me back to the 8th chapter of Matthew.
8th chapter and the 14th verse. It said, when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lay and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. Oh, hallelujah. Here's Peter's mother-in-law uh, that was sick. Jesus extended the healing hand. She received it and arose. She acted and began to be a host to him. She ministered to him. Amen. She, he extended the healing hand. She received and arose right then. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? She didn't lay there and say, well, I'm too sick to get up. Y'all have to, you know, I'll have to call for the caterer or something. I can't, have, can't cook today. Too sick. Too sick. I'm not going to be able to. Can y'all order pizza? She didn't do all that, did she? Huh? When, she was pray, when he stretched forth the healing power of God, she received that. She received it. She didn't reject it. She was wanting. She had heard of Jesus. Man, this is Peter. This is who my son-in-law's been following, praise God. This is him. I'm his mother-in-law. I got a right to be healed. And when Peter follows him, he's got to be right. I know about him. Amen? So when Jesus stretched forth his hand, she received it, she arose, she acted, began to be a host. 16th verse. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with the devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Healed all of them. Now why did he do that? 17th verse. That it might be fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet spoken by Isaiah or Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. How many of you know Jesus took your infirmities and bare your sicknesses? He took your infirmities. He bare our sicknesses. Amen? Praise God. He said, This is a prophecy being fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. This is a fulfillment of it. So turn back to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, starting a third verse there. It said, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we did as it were, high, as it were, we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. First part said, He is a man of sorrows and acquainted with griefs. Isaac Leeser translates that, said, a man of pains acquainted with disease. Rotterham, Church Christ theologian, said, a man of pains and familiar with sickness. Well, when was he familiar with this? In his earthly ministry? Yes, he's familiar with it then, but he said he took something. See, this is the fulfillment of what was spoken by Isaiah. He was going to fulfill something. Not only was he going to handle the sin problem, no longer was he going to have to, men going to have to labor under sin consciousness, but they's going to be delivered from that and from physical disease also in the redemption. Praise God. The fourth verse said, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Basic English said, but it was our pains he took and our diseases were put on him. It was our pains he took. How I many of you know he took your pains? I've used that scripture many times and got my healing uh, when pain would be in my body. A man of pains acquainted with diseases. Said, but was our pains he took and our diseases were put on him. Smith Goodspeed said it was our sicknesses that he bore our pains that he carried. It was our sicknesses that he bore, our pains that he carried. Byington said, in fact, it was our sicknesses he was carrying, our pains he was loaded with. In fact, it was our sicknesses he was carrying. 
our pains he was loaded with. Why did he heal all of them? Because it was being a fulfillment. This was a fulfillment of this prophecy right here, saying himself took my infirmities, he bare my sickness, therefore he healed all of them. Didn't heal half of them, did he? Huh? Didn't he say, and he, they brought uh, all the, those possessed with devils, those that were sick, and he healed them all that it would be fulfilled, which was uh, spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying himself, took my infirmities and bare my sickness. See, this is a fulfillment of this scripture. What did he say the fulfillment was? That he healed them all. That he healed them all. Didn't say he healed half of them. Say he took their pains and carried their sicknesses. Well, someone said, yeah, but yeah, but I, I, I know a good brother. Blessed be God that knew Jesus Christ. He was a fine Christian man. He loved God. And, and, and man, he had cancer and died. Well, I can't help that. I know Jesus and I know God and I know what the word of the living God said and I don't care what happened to any man. Let every man be a lie and God be the truth. Amen. And if God said it in his word, see, he might not have known that, that our God took that. He might have thought God put it on him to teach him something. See, see, he might have thought that. See, I've had good Christians saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, tongue-talking, tell me, said, well, brother, so, you know, God put this on me to teach me something. And I've asked them anyone, well, what, what do you learn? You know, what have you learned out of it? If he's teaching you something, what have you learned? And I never have ha had one of them to give me an answer. Well, what do you learn? Well, I, you know, well, I, you know, I, well, I've learned. Well, what have you learned? Well, you know, they never do have an answer. Never do have an answer. I said, well, how long have you been sick? Ten years. You mean to tell me you can't learn something in ten years? Man, I didn't stay in the third grade that long, you know. You know, uh, if you're going to learn something, well, if you say, well, I, and, and folks will get over on Job. Well, I'm like Job. You are. Well, if you like Job, you better get your healing. He got his. Amen. Amen. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but he stayed sick. Yeah, he sure did. Nine months. How long you been sick? Ten years. Oh. Did Job learn something? Yeah, he learned something. He learned that what he greatly feared opened the door to the sickness and opened that door and Satan walked right in. He found out what his enemy was. He said, what I have spoken has come upon me. He said, my tongue has deceived me. Are you listening to me? Blessed be God. Or he said, surely he's bore our griefs carried our sorrows. Surely he's done that. Smith Goodspeed said it was our sickness he bore and our pains he carried. Byington said, in fact, in fact, this is a fact, folks. I like that, in fact. I like that. It's a fact. How many of you know it's a fact in the mind of God that he's already handled your sickness? How many of you know it's a, a fact in the mind of God that the sin problem's already handled? Huh? Well, did he do a good a job with the sickness as he did with the sins? Huh? Well, he done real good with the sin problem, but he didn't do too good, you know, because I ain't got my healing. Well, just because you ain't got nothing, you may ain't realize. See, let me tell you something. I've preached this gospel to people that's never heard this, never heard anything about healing, and you know what happened? They just received right now. I mean, just right now. They don't know any better. All they know is what come out of the Word of God. I believe it. Easiest thing to get them healed in the world. Easiest thing in the world. Praise God. Praise God. So in fact, it was our sickness he was carrying, our pains he was loaded with. Now look at that fourth verse, the last half said, Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Now just hold that in your mind. Just keep that in your mind. We'll come back to it in a minute. Fifth verse said, But it, he was wounded. He was wounded for our transgressions. Huh? Wounded for our transgressions. That's sin, isn't it? He was bruised for our iniquities. That's sin, isn't it? The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isaac Lisa said, Through his bruises was healing granted to us. Through his bruises. Uh, Ronald Moffat said, 
The blows that fell to him have brought us healing. The blows that fell to him have brought us healing. Byington says the chastisement to give us soundness came on him and by his stripes we got healing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. How many of you know he was smitten of God? He was stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. When did this happen? The same time the rest of this took place. When did he bear your sins? The same time that he went to the cross, himself took our sins upon the cross, himself took our sickness. That is the redemptive plan of Almighty God right there. That's it right there in a nutshell. Man, we got the double cure there, the sin situation and the sickness too. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look in the 10th verse there. He said, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. When did the Lord bruise him? Huh? He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. How many of you know Jesus satisfied the, the price against mankind? He satisfied in the universe, uh, the Supreme Court of the universe, it has been handed down a decision that the sin problem is handled. There's been another decision also rendered. We've got a precedent in the Word of God. It said that it might be fulfilled what was spoken by Isaiah. He healed every one of them there. And he said, this is because this is a fulfillment of what Isaiah spoke. Himself took my infirmities and bare my sickness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It pleased God to bruise him with sickness. Now listen close to me. I know that a lot of people say, well, you know, those bleeding stripes on his back, didn't no Roman soldier get your healing for you, folks? Are you listening to me? Those bleeding stripes upon Jesus' back was not for your healing. It pleased God to bruise him. This was something God did for you. Amen? Say, well, I ain't never heard that. Well, you hearing it now. Did no Roman soldier get your healing? How many of you know that? Huh? Did no Roman government, did no high priest, all of them spitting and everything else, did not get your healing? This was something that God did. How many of you know God laid on Jesus Christ the sin of the world? When he laid that on him, he laid something else on him. It pleased him to bruise him. God bruised him. When did he bruise Jesus? When he laid all the iniquities of the world, the sin, the sickness, the failure of mankind. He laid it on him and Jesus Christ that day on the cross, he died spiritually on the inside and then he died physically and he descended into the lower prison house of suffering that day and he stayed under the hand of judgment three days and three nights, blessed be God. And that great God that's more than enough looked down and he said, bless God, it's enough. Hallelujah. And he raised him out of that pit to the highest seat in the universe. Praise God. Jesus carried his blood into the heavenly holies of holies. He sprinkled his blood upon the mercy seat. The Supreme Court of the universe accepted it and there has been a decision handed down. The sins are held and God is bear your sicknesses also. Hallelujah. Praise God. He has set mankind free. Praise the name of the Lord. Turn with me to 1 Peter. 1 Peter 2.24. 1 Peter 2.24 Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. There's the sin problem, isn't it? Said who his own self bear our sin problem on the tree 
in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Well, a lot of theologians will say this. Well, he's talking about your spirit, that, that he bore your sins and he healed your spirit. How many of you know your spirit was not healed? Your spirit, did, he couldn't heal your spirit. Your spirit had something down on the inside of it that could not be healed. Your old nature, your old man that was on the inside of you, he killed him, he was annihilated, he went out of existence. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, amen? That old man was not healed, he was not a given life, he was not converted. Are you listening to me? He didn't turn over a new leaf. He was killed. He was annihilated. Amen. He no longer exists. You don't have an old man and a new man. You don't have an old nature and a new nature. You have one nature. It's the nature of Almighty God. This new man that lives on the inside of you has never known sin. He's never been a sinner. He's never been anything but the pure, sinless son of the living God. That's all he's ever been. He was birthed right out of Almighty God himself. Hallelujah. He is the very righteousness of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. As surely as he forgave us our sins, he has surely provided healing for us also. Amen. He said, who his own self bear our sins, that's the sin problem, and by his stripes you were healed. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. He handled the sin. He handled the sickness also. Can you shout amen? amen. Can you say hallelujah? hallelujah? Praise the Lord. Well, stand on your feet. Praise God. Praise God. Blessing. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you've got a better covenant established on better promises. I tell you in these latter days, uh, uh, receiving your healing ain't going to be the thing. It's some folks going to have to be walking in the divine life of Almighty God. I'm not talking about just walking in divine health. I'm talking about somebody's going to, Christians going to have to take a step higher. They're going to have to walk in the divine life of Almighty God that when the sickness and disease and the AIDS and everything else that's in the world, when it contacts your physical body, that it'll die. Praise God. That's the point Christendom's gonna have to come to, folks. They're gonna have to, they're going, someone's gonna have to show a precedence that Christendom is the same thing that Jesus Christ walked the shores of Galilee and showed to that Israeli nation. Praise God that he's the same yesterday and today and forever, that he is raised from the dead. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God.